Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Our 786th day together in God's Word brings us to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so good. And we thank you for your word. That's a blessing and a treasure to us. Would you write your word on our hearts today? Help us to understand 1 Thessalonians 5. Help us to live it, believe it, receive it, and love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God himself, the God of peace himself, sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. All right, there's First First Thessalonians, not First Corinthians, First Thessalonians chapter five, and as he opens up with now concerning the times and the seasons, it's following right on the end of chapter four, of course, which is talking about the day of the Lord, the day when the dead will be raised, the day when the trumpet call of God will sound, and the day when we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This is in the air as he comes, right? Because this day is the day of the Lord. Verse 2, you're aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So this is, again, emphasis like the last time we were in First Thessalonians. This is all one day. 
There's one day of the Lord. The teaching that says this part happens on this day and then three and a half years later and then seven years later and a thousand years later. No, it's one day, the day of the Lord. And he comes like a thief in the night, which means no one can know when he's coming. Now, false teachers have taken verse four. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. And verse 5, for you are all children of light, children of the day. False teachers have taken that verse and have used it to justify trying to predict when Jesus is coming again. They've said, yeah, Jesus said no one can know the day or the hour. And yes, 1 Thessalonians 5 says that he's going to come like a thief in the night. But for us who are belong to the day for us who are children of light that's not going to come like a thief in the night it's not going to surprise us like a thief and they use that to justify then trying to predict when he's going to come well this verse whatever it means doesn't nullify what jesus said that is that no one can know the day or the hour and this verse for that day to not surprise us like a thief doesn't mean we're going to know when it's going to happen. It just means that when Jesus comes again, we're not going to be like the rest of the world and be terrified. We're going to be glorified. So the day of the world's, the world's terror is the day of our glory. They'll come. Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night to them because he's going to bring them sudden destruction. While people are saying there's peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them. But sudden destruction isn't coming upon us. Sudden glorification, sudden redemption, sudden joy is coming on us. That's what's meant when he says, you're not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. You're not going to be scared of Jesus coming because it's going to be your destruction. You're going to rejoice that Jesus comes because it means your glorification. And if that's the truth, we are children of light. And when Jesus comes, we're going to welcome him. Then we should live as children of light. We should put off the ways of darkness, drunkenness, idolatry, all kinds of wickedness, we should put those things off. Because we're not headed for judgment, let's not do the things that belong to judgment. Let's do the things that belong to life. And we should encourage one another in that way. We should encourage one another in the faith and build one another up to live as redeemed children of God, to live as children of light, to live not as those who are heading for destruction, but as those who are heading for eternal salvation in Christ. How do we do that? Well, he's already given us some instruction, but these are closing instructions of how to live in this way. One is to respect the leadership within the church that God has ordained. If God has chosen, called, ordained, and installed leaders in the church, we need to respect them. When Leadership admonishes us. When we hear the word preached, and it's a word that admonishes us, it challenges us, it calls us, we need to hear it. And we need to realize that they love us enough to speak the truth to us, and we should love them back because of the work they're doing. We should also seek to be at peace. Within the church, as we are the community of the redeemed, as we are the family of the children of light, we should not be backbiting, gossiping, rumor spreading, division creating. We shouldn't be doing any of that. We should be loving, loving one another, being at peace among ourselves. 
Well, what about those among us who are struggling? Well, he gives instruction. If someone's idle, admonish them. Come on, let's get going. If someone's lazy, they don't read their Bible, they don't pray much, they're just sort of lethargic. Come on, let's get going. Let's work. Let's seek the Lord. Let's press on. This includes people who are idle and not working. As we're going to see in the second Thessalonians, there are people in the church who had said, well, Jesus has already come again, or he's coming again so soon that you don't need to work anymore. So part of this is if people are refusing to work, they don't have a job, they're not doing anything to support their family or themselves, they need to get to work. Encourage the faint-hearted. If someone's faint-hearted, encourage them. If someone's weak, help them. And be patient with everyone. People don't change quickly. And they don't change more quickly just because people get irritated with them. That's one of the things that as a parent, confession time, as a parent, I've had to learn that lesson the hard way. Sometimes you think with your kids, well, I've taught you what to do. You know what the right thing to do is. And now if I get irritated with you, you'll do it faster. No, that's not how change comes about. Change comes about through love and prayer and walking alongside people. See to it that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. If someone does wrong you, don't look at, look at that as an invitation to be able to get them back or do wrong back to them. Oh, they, I was going to be nice to them, but now they did something wrong to me. I'm going to get them back. No, that's not the way we should behave. We should, we should be patient. We should do good to one another and to everyone. Everyone includes our enemies in the world. Those who hate Christians, those who badmouth Christians. It's not like, well, they badmouth Christians. We can badmouth them. No, do good to all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the second time in First Thessalonians that we're taught about the will of God for us. Remember chapter 4, we were taught that the will of God for us is to abstain from sexual immorality, to, to control the lust of our body, and to live in a way that honors God. Here, so that's morally. Here, spiritually. We are to rejoice always. There's always a reason to rejoice in the Lord. Because if you're a child of God, you are always a child of God. right? As the song goes, on my best days, I'm a child of God. On my worst days, I'm a child of God. Always give thanks to God for his goodness to us. And pray without ceasing. We always need to pray because we're always facing things that we need God for and give thanks in all circumstances. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Let us give thanks to him. Don't quench the spirit. That means don't just be a wet blanket Christian who's like uh, a naysayer or a critic to yourself or to others, right? And then it says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Weigh all Christian teaching, right? Prophecies for us in this context to be Christian preaching and teaching. Don't despise it. Don't say, oh, those preachers, those pastors, those Bible teachers, they're all just terrible. No, don't do that. Test everything. Test it against the word of God like the Bereans did with Paul. The Bereans were not hypercritical toward Paul. There's been this trend lately where if someone says, be a Berean, that means they basically despise prophecies. They, they're like hypercritical toward all pastors and all Bible teachers looking for them to mess up in some way. That's not what being a Berean is all about. The Bereans received the word of God from Paul with gladness, and then they checked it against the scripture to see if it was right. 
and then they continue to receive the word of God with gladness. That's what it means to test everything and hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. We live in a culture that has many, many manifold forms of evil. We need to distance ourselves from them because they are disgusting to God and they're harmful to us and to others. And then this great benediction. You know, we end the worship service with a benediction, a good word from God, because that's the way that worship was ended in the Old Covenant, but it's also the way that most of Paul's letters end with a benediction. The final benediction here is verse 28, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. But then there's a benediction before that. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. This is, this is a blessing. It's a word. It's a good word for our encouragement. A benediction is a word from God for our good. And that is something we need to receive. We need to realize only God will help us to walk in the holiness he calls us to. Only God can empower us to live by faith and in love. And so we need, we need his blessing upon us. We need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior, and for the grace we have in him. Help us to walk in that grace. Give us more and more of that grace day by day, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, thanks for joining me for First Thessalonians 5. I think we're back in Job tomorrow. Um, have a blessed day in the Lord. Amen.